raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Suzanne Gallagher and this is Parents' Rights Now. We're going to pick up from our conversation previously with Jennifer Heine Withy, who is the Director of Parents' Rights in Education in Southwest Washington. They have just come through about three years of battle with the local school district in Battleground, Washington, and then on to the state legislature fighting against the implementation of mandatory comprehensive sexuality education like we have faced in so many other states in our union. And then, after they lost that at the legislative level, then they took it up again with Referendum 90, which was an effort to overturn the legislation that was passed. And unfortunately, the voters did not support their efforts. We're going to pick that up again, and I'm, I'll, I'll bring you back to our discussion with Jennifer Heine Withy, Southwest Washington, Parents' Rights in Education. Educators have failed to realize is these are kids. They right. have the maturity level of kids. They're hormonal boys and girls, and they have been given very adult language. Mm-hmm. and been given permission to use this language to talk freely with each other. In this instance, it was the boys who had been given this language and given basically permission to talk freely about sexual issues, and they were using it in the halls to intimidate and harass the girls. Is this harassment or is this just discussing lessons and material that were learned in class. So after this experience, you guys licked your wounds after it was passed and then you reorganized. There was a concerted effort, an organized effort to place it on the ballot. And that was all during COVID and you worked like crazy. Well, it was last spring that we started, and um, yeah. it was raining and cold. Oh, okay, first, you know, okay. Of the, the pressure of COVID and um, the social distancing, we wanted to make it um, at least visibly as safe as possible. So we set up locations where people could drive through. They didn't have to get out of their car. They could use their own pen. All of our volunteers wore masks and gloves. Mm -hmm. We sanitized all of our pens between each use. We also sanitized the clipboards between each use. We social distanced and we did this all across the state of Washington. We were harassed. There were some locations Mm -hmm. where people from the opposition would um, sit on the street across the street and uh, record us with their smartphone. 
There was one location where one lady actually went and was harassing the people in the line of cars before they drove up to uh, sign. Um, another location on the coast where um, a neighbor of the church where they were getting signatures called the mayor and the mayor actually um, shut down their drive-through location one hour before they were supposed to start. So we faced opposition, a lot of opposition. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, when you mess with people's kids, they're, they're not going to go down without a fight. And so um, our workers were determined and they worked hard. And so we had seven weeks to gather just under 130,000 signatures. Yeah. We broke a state record collecting 266,000 signatures with 246,000 signatures being um, certified. And we got it wow. off the ballot. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I, thank you for reminding us of that time frame. I mean, seven weeks. It's yeah. just phenomenal that you even started. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean that is a very short window and nobody was paid to gather one sig no. single signature we didn't use any paid signature gatherers yeah so you gathered the signatures it was it was on the ballot the the ref it became a referendum to the people you gave very good instructions about how to vote to reject it to reject it not what was the vote? I haven't heard the numbers. Do you have a percentage of uh, yays and nays? Unfortunately, it was approved. Um, right. And the reject was um, around 40 or 41%. Okay. Um, do you know how that compares to registration, um, political registration? Is it Was it pretty much in line with, for example, the governor's race? It, that was that's pretty close to what the governor's race was. Okay, and I'm speaking with a volunteer, a woman who has done nothing seriously for over a year, but eat, uh, eat, drink, and sleep this topic, memorizing you know verbiage from uh, um, highly controversial. Uh, curriculum that, that in many ways is pornographic and uh, you know I mean it's it's stinky stuff that we are dealing with we, we don't want our children exposed to this so it becomes very uh, personal and uh, and it's emotional you have a daughter you have a daughter still who's in in high school right yeah yep. okay so you know this is very very emotional and personal and it is, I would say, for anyone who has children who are subject to this. And now with COVID and all, I mean, all of the other things that are going on. That, so after you lick your wounds, I've been a candidate a couple of times and I, I haven't been elected. <laughs> but I sure as heck put in a lot of work. I mean, it takes, you, you can't do anything else but that. And as you get closer and closer to the date, and we talked about the fact that it's almost as if you ran for an office because you're so invested in the issue and the cause. And when you lose, um, you, you, want, you need to take stock. And number one, I would say we cannot quit. 
because because that's that is what we're called to do okay as citizens in in this country in general and and i believe that we're gaining ground if you quit and i did this back in the day that's why i'm back doing it again because it was really so much of my involvement early on had to do with education mm-hmm. um and so we cannot quit this is the time to 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 educate, expose what's going on and educate people and bring them into our fold. And the next thing coming up in the spring are school board elections. So there is work to be done at the local level in the local school boards. Go to your school board, analyze, figure out like who's with you and who's not, who is up for reelection. And work at a local level because there are areas in the state of Washington, in the state of Oregon, in the state of California, where school boards are uh, more in agreement with us than in opposition. Correct. Yeah. And uh, so how are you feeling um, in your in your local area back? Let's go back to Battleground and where you started. Well, we have uh, three positions that are going to be coming open in the spring. And um, the next thing that we are going to be doing is um, trying to uh, make contact with people and um, find people to good people to run for those positions. And, you know, something good that, well, you know, one of the many good things that has come out of this is, I have um, gotten to know a lot of people that I didn't know before. I um, have worked with people in the Republican Party, um, not just in my county, but in the surrounding counties, Mm -hmm. but just getting to know some of the uh, people who are already politically active Mm -hmm. um, has given me a, a window of opportunity here to um, really get the word out and put a bug in people's ear that, hey, we need good people to run for school board. And, you know, you really want to have an impact in your community, mm-hmm. run for school board. Um, exactly. You know, you're not just impacting uh, what is happening in the here and now in your community, but you're impacting children, which means you're impacting the future. And so we really need good people to run for school board. So that is uh, one of the next steps that we're going to be taking. Another step that we are um, taking and we have been doing and we will continue to do is to educate parents on what comprehensive sexual education is and how it's going to be impacting their children. And one of the ways we do that is to continue to expose the curriculum that has been approved by the OSPI and encouraging people in their different school districts Mm -hmm. and their different communities to do the same thing, to continue to share that information and to educate themselves. You know, I'm, I'm no great researcher, but I um, have very easily been able to go on the superintendent's website and just 
look up the educational standards that are part of the new law. The new law states that um, this education must be in accordance with the state standards. Well, what are the state standards? It doesn't say that in the law. You have to go to the superintendent's website and put in what are the state standards. And you can actually see what those standards are that they are going to be teaching. Um, and that is a fuzzy area too, isn't it? Because what they say the standards are, we don't believe that the curriculums that they have recommended meet those standards. Exactly. And exactly. so that is, that's, that's for the school board to decide. Now, do they have to use the curriculum? See, this is what's very, very important is that parents understand this too that most school boards have a choice when it comes to policy for their district, local control. Do they have to uh, accept the curriculum if they don't believe it meets those standards? Well, according to this law now, whatever curriculum they use must meet these standards. Okay. And here is the thing also, According to the uh, the what we call the RCW codes, um, the law, the superintendent's office creates the standards and can change the standards at any time. Hmm. So, um, say a parent does look up the standards and sees the standards for health education that um, their school's curriculum must follow and must meet. And they might look at the standards and go, oh, well, that doesn't look so bad. Oh, well, okay. Those standards could change next year. They could change again the following year because the superintendent, according to the law, has that ability to do that. Well, to be able to find this out, a person needs to take a few steps. They can't just read the law and go, oh, well, it, they need to teach according to the standards. Well, you got to go further. What are those standards? Mm -hmm. It means looking them up on the, the superintendent's website, which anybody can do. Mm -hmm. You can look up those standards. Okay, well, here's the standards. Well, what else does the law state about um, the, the, the rules that they have to follow to teach? Well, it also states in the law that those standards are set by a certain RCW code. That and anybody can look up that RCW code. It's got the number right there. Is it on? Is it on also your Facebook page? I know you put a lot of curriculum information <laughs> on your Facebook group page. We do. Which is, which is um, Southwest Washington Parents' Rights and Education. Yes, we put People need to join your group because they don't realize this is not your average Facebook group. But you've really blazed that trail. You know, you know where to find the answers if they don't have them, um, and you know what their rights are in their school district. Um, and you also know about what we call um, sexual risk avoidance curriculum. So there are other, are other alternative curriculums, but mm -hmm. also. I would encourage um, anyone who is in this fight to promote opt-in and encourage school boards to change their policy from opt-out where the, right now, 
the uh, the de default in your school districts and on all the school districts in Oregon are opt in. Those are the those that's the default opt in, and parents are compelled if they're not happy to opt their children out. That needs to be switched. We yes. need to have the default be opt out. Correct. And the choice, we believe in choice, by the way, the choice should be opt in for parents. And because this curriculum is controversial, look at it, it was 60-40. I'd say that qualifies big time as controversial. But especially in the rural districts and smaller districts, that to me would be a no-brainer. But you've got to have people on your school board who are willing to st stand up and change that policy to opt in from opt out to opt in. That would be the, the best first step, I would say, to, to changing things on at least having it more in your control on the local level. Mm -hmm. Because right now the, the picture isn't pretty and no, parents really need to be compelled to know, you know, why, why this is uh, so dangerous. You are um, a trailblazer and have inspired so many people. Our team, when I mean say team, I mean our side, our volunteers, all these families, they are fabulous people. They are so committed to, uh, to live good and healthy lives. We believe that what we're teaching them and it, uh, fits into those standards that the state says they, they uphold. So it's worth fighting for. Um, there's nothing more important than, than um, the relationship between parents and their children. And I just thank you for, for everything that you've done. And um, we're, we're proud to be associated with, with Southwest uh, Washington and the pre-chapter there. You guys have, you blazed the trail. By the way, in case people don't know, you are the first um, affiliate chapter that, that we accepted uh, into our scheme. Yes. <laughs> so, and um, I mean, you're, you're just a, a shining example of what it takes. Um, so uh, do you have any parting words that you'd like to leave our, our listeners with? You know, I just want to say, uh, parents, um, you need to be involved in your children's school. Um, <clears throat> this, this stuff is coming to your kids. If it hasn't come yet, it will. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's time to uh, get involved with the school board. It's mm -hmm. time to really dive in and see what they are teaching your children. Um, never pass up. Uh, an opportunity to go to the preview nights for the sex ed curriculum. Never pass that up because they change it from year to year. They don't have to notify parents if it's, if it's uh, being changed. And um, even if you don't have comprehensive sexual education in your schools, please educate yourself and educate other parents about it because if it's not there now it will be coming and you need to know this is a um a global agenda it, it, to my way of thinking that is where the problem lies is mm -hmm. at the top there with um seekus uh 
and their their new name that they're calling themselves is Sex Ed for Social Change. So they are serious about this, and they are in coalition with state bureaucrats and legislators and governors and superintendents, all these people who are in the decision-making capacity. So if anybody tells you that public schools are not political, they are, they are wrong and, and very ignorant. It is highly political. And there's a lot of money involved. Yes. And um, like Jennifer said, if, if, you don't, if you don't become educated about it, how are you going to know it when you see it? You're not going to recognize it. Exactly. So, um, you know, stick with us because this is, this is not acceptable and we're not quitting. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jennifer, your, for your time and your commitment. We do appreciate you. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is Parents' Rights, now. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information. And you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe School Summit. Featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. Check out events on our website. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.